0: A large water wheel powered the heavy hammers that flattened and shaped the metal. Pites was of some importance to the Elector, whose garrisons depended upon it for munitions. It was otherwise of little economic significance. The iron produced there was prone to shatter in cold weather. Brandenburg was thus in no position to compete for export custom in regional markets, and its nascent metallurgical sector could not have survived without government contracts and import restrictions. It had nothing to compare with the flourishing foundries in the all-rich electorate of Saxony to the southeast. It did not enjoy the self-sufficiency in armaments that enabled Sweden to assert itself as a regional power in the early seventeenth century. Early accounts of Brandenburg's agrarian topography convey a mixed impression. The poor quality of the soil across much of the territory meant that agricultural yields in many areas were low. In some places, the soil was so quickly exhausted that it could be sown only every six, nine, or twelve years, not to mention sizable tracts of infertile sand or waterland where nothing could be grown at all. On the other hand, there were also areas, especially in the Altmark and Uckermark, and the fertile Havilland to the west of Berlin, with sufficient tracts of arable land to support intensive cereal cultivation and here there were signs of real economic vitality by 1600. Under the favourable conditions of the long European growth cycle of the 16th century, the landlords of the Brandenburg nobility amassed impressive fortunes by producing grain for export. Evidence of this wealth could be seen in the graceful Renaissance houses, virtually none of which survive, built by the better-off families. A growing readiness to send sons abroad for university education and a sharp rise in the value of agricultural property. The waves of 16th-century German immigrants who came to Brandenburg from Franconia, the Saxon states, Cilicia, and the Rhineland, to settle on unoccupied farms, were a further sign of growing prosperity. Yet there is little to suggest that the profits earned by even the most successful landlords were contributing to productivity gains, or longer-term economic growth, on a more-than-local scale. Brandenburg's manorial system did not release enough surplus labour or generate enough purchasing power to stimulate the kind of urban development found in Western Europe. The towns of the territory developed as administrative centres accommodating local manufacturers and trade, but they remained modest in size. The capital city, a composite settlement then known as Berlin-Köln, numbered only 10,000 people when the Thirty Years' War broke out in 1618. The core population of the city of London at this time was around 130,000. Dynasty How did this unpromising territory become the heartland of a powerful European state? The key lies partly in the prudence and ambition of the ruling dynasty. The Hohenzollerns were a clan of South German magnates on the make. In 1417, Friedrich Hohenzollern, burgrave of the small but wealthy territory of Nuremberg, purchased Brandenburg from its then-sovereign Emperor Sigismund for 40,000 Hungarian gold guilders. The transaction brought prestige as well as land, for Brandenburg was one of the seven electorates of the Holy Roman Empire, a patchwork quilt of states and statelets that extended across German Europe. In acquiring his new title, Friedrich I, Elector of Brandenburg, entered a political universe that has since vanished utterly from the map of Europe. The Holy Roman Empire of the German nation was essentially a survival from the medieval world of universal Christian monarchy, mixed sovereignty and corporate privilege. It was not an empire in the modern Anglophone sense of a system of rule imposed by one territory upon others, but a loose fabric of constitutional arrangements centered on the imperial court and encompassing over 300 sovereign territorial entities that varied widely in size and legal status. The subjects of the empire included not only Germans, but also French-speaking Walloons, Flemings in the Netherlands and Danes, Czechs, Slovaks, Slovenes, Croats, and Italians on the northern and eastern periphery of German Europe. Its chief political organ was the imperial diet, an assembly of envoys representing the territorial principalities, sovereign bishoprics, abbeys, countries, and imperial free cities, independent mini-states such as Hamburg and Augsburg that composed the estates of the empire. Presiding over this variegated political landscape was the Holy Roman Emperor. His was an elective office. Each new emperor had to be...